Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. It's the Caps and Flyers tonight from South Philadelphia. The power play in a groove heading into the game at Wells Fargo Center. And Craig Laughlin looks back on 25 years of Capitals hockey at Capital One Arena. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, December 7th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One Arena. After nearly two weeks, the Capitals put the wraps tonight on a six-game road trip, taking on the Flyers here in Philadelphia at 7 o'clock. The lone home game in a stretch of nine for Washington comes up on Friday night at Capital One Arena against the Seattle Kraken. That before the team heads right back out to Winnipeg and Chicago. The Caps are going to carry some momentum into tonight's game after a thrilling 3-2 come-from-behind win at Edmonton on Monday night. A win this evening, and Washington would complete the longest road trip of its season with three wins out of six. Not a bad achievement for the team with the most man games lost to injury this season. It's likely that Darcy Kemper and Martin Ferravari are going to remain out of action for this one tonight. Charlie Lindgren expected to make his second straight start after a 28-save performance against the Oilers on Monday. Philadelphia hasn't won much this season, but they posted a 5-3 win over Colorado at home on Monday. Carter Hart got the win, stopping 29 of 32. Just the ninth win of the season for the Flyers, who sit three points back of Washington, entering play tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Even through the team's up and downs of late, the power play has been a real strength over the last few weeks. After T.J. Oshie's goal with a man advantage Monday at Edmonton, Capitals now have scored at least one power play goal in six of their last seven games, scoring six times on 21 chances. That dates back to November 23rd, and that date likely significant because that's the same date that T.J. Oshie got back in the lineup and returned to power play one. The power play isn't the only part of special teams going well. After a rough start in October, the penalty kill has been impressive as well. Entering play tonight against the Flyers, Washington has killed off 54 of the last 64 chances against, dating back to October 22nd. At 84.4%, the Caps second in the NHL overall in that span. Three continues to be a magic number for the Capitals this season. After scoring three times Monday at Edmonton, the team improved to 11-1-1 this year when they score three or more. Conversely, the team has not won a game this season when scoring two or fewer. If it looked like Nick Dowd was fired up after his goal that proved to be a game winner on Monday, there were probably a lot of reasons for it. The frustrations of the road trip where the Caps saw a lead get away in Seattle and then lose in Calgary, yeah, that's probably part of it. But Dowd also scored Monday for the first time in 20 games. Last goal he had before the third period against the Oilers was October 24th at New Jersey. And oh, by the way, the assist for Alexei Protus on the play, just his second of the season and his first in 19 games. So with the Flyers tonight, an opportunity here on the show this morning to talk with Craig Laughlin. 
taking a look back with us on 25 years of hockey at Capital One Arena. It was 25 years ago Monday that Jeff Toms scored an overtime game-winning goal against the Florida Panthers, giving the Caps a win in their new home at 7th and F Streets. A lot of memories have been made since. Here now some reflections on the time in between with my recent conversation with old number 18. Very happy to have Craig Lachlan joining us here this morning. It's hard to believe that it has been 25 years on Monday. The first Capitals game played at then called MCI Center. Jeff Toms gets the game-winning goal in overtime, and the Caps win that first game. They have had thousands since, thousands of concerts. What was that process like in the middle of the season, first of all, going from Landover and then coming downtown for the first time? It was interesting because I had spent my whole career at Landover, whether playing or doing games from the lower level in the stands to this brand new building. I remember Billy Harpo back in the day invited us down to tour the building before anything was even done to it. Just the seats weren't in and we were able to walk around the building down in Chinatown and it was just spectacular. We were so excited about the process and we knew it was going to open mid-season but it was still exciting because anything new is very cool and it had all the amenities that the old Cap Center did not. So it was a great time. The arena itself in terms of geography, it's a pretty big move for the franchise because by and large, the roots of this team are in Maryland. The fans, uh, players were living in Annapolis and you and Gambrels and all over in that area. I mean, all the players did back then. So it was a big change for the guys who were putting on the uniform because the days of Yager living in Severn and the rest of it, I mean, it was very different and kind of brought Virginia a little bit more into the picture because it was a lot easier to go to games when it was downtown. And it was different for us too and me in particular because I was so used to just going to Capitol Center, big parking lot in the middle sort of a nowhere to all of a sudden a downtown location. When I started here back in the early 80s, we never ventured to the district ever. It was weird. It was just, it was never something that we did. So now with everything happening with the rink, all the restaurants, everything that's built up around there, I like the idea of being downtown. I played in Toronto, played in Montreal, and being downtown, there's something special about that. It brings the community together in the district, and to me, it was the move that was needed to move this franchise forward. And it brought, really, the public transit option in because Metro really wasn't part of the equation back then. But now, suddenly, no matter where you are in the city, you don't necessarily have to drive to it, which was a big change for this team in terms of starting to build the fan base. And remember, early on, the players were actually taking the transit to the rink and being with the fans and arriving three hours before the game and talking to the fans on the trains or whatever they took as mass transit. So, yeah, it's different, but it was necessary because I think the franchise was at the point that they needed something new. Nothing wrong with the old Cap Center. I have fond memories of Cap Center, but there's nothing like a new arena and that was a real building block, I think. What's your favorite moments in Capital One history? Well, there's a lot. I think you can look at all the events that are there. Some of my favorites, obviously. First game, I think the overtime Jeff Tom's goal always sticks out in my memory. You always remember first and last often, but I think I miss, or I think a lot about the things at Capital One 
a lot have to do with the team's success, winning that game, Fedorov goal, putting the caps to the second. We're being down 3-1. to one. We had Tortsgate. He's spraying water behind the stands. He gets suspended for game six. We win game seven, and everybody at that time, remember, we're sort of, uh-oh, here we go again because we had just lost to Philadelphia in game seven the year before on that Lupo goal right in the paint that was close to being in the crease. I'm not saying it was like the one by Brett Hall, but it was very close coming across the front of the net. So I think those type of things. And then I think game five, the watch party that I was involved in on F Street was like we were actually at the game, John. Like you guys were out in Vegas, we were at home, and I'm sitting in there and there's 16,000 plus, nobody's on the ice, all we're doing is watching on the screen. And I'll tell you a little antidote about that. I had a lady and I talked to her for a while, and I said to the family, and it was a family there, I said, what about the Caps? How many games do you come to? What sort of things have you done? She said, this is our first game. And I'm thinking, the first game, and she said it was the greatest experience at a watch party, watching on the screen with the rabid fans of the Caps. So that's another experience. And then I think the third thing is anything Ovechkin. I mean, come on, the 500th goal, all the things that he has done for our town and on the ice for us. So I think those are the main things that I think about. You know, I think about what we were looking at in Vegas and the moment at the under six in the third period where it looked like it was going to be done. And they had these aerial cam of the arena outside, the portrait gallery, everything around the building. And I remember getting a lump in my throat because I was thinking, I still get a lump in my throat when I think about it because I was like, that's our home. This is our home. We're not there. If you could be in two places at one time, I wanted to be in Vegas, obviously, but I was almost jealous of seeing what was going on at 7th and F because of all of the time that we spend in that place and to see that outpouring of joy and emotion. To me, I think you're right. I think that moment, even though there wasn't a game going on in the building, was one of the great highlights of 25 years. Absolutely. And you look at that, you know, talk about to see a red it was incredible sitting in our booth our stage that we had set up on f street and looking over the thousands of fans that are cheering and walking the streets and making their home and everybody hugging and screaming and cheering i had tears in my eyes actually because sort of came full circle for me all the heartaches we had felt playing here in Washington, finally the first Stanley Cup. And that, to me, opened my eyes about how great a hockey town this is with the people, the enjoyment, the excitement for a game that is being played in Vegas that we're watching in Washington. It was incredible. Yeah, really, really great moment and of so many that have happened over the course of 25 years. Craig, thanks for joining. Thanks for sharing this with us. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's been a while since the Caps have seen their home ring. That's going to change Friday when Seattle comes to town. As for tonight, one more on the road trip here in the Delaware Valley. It's the Caps and the Philadelphia Flyers tonight at 7 Eastern, 645 Air from Wells Fargo Center on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great game day Wednesday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.